Welcome to the eDiscovery Basecamp with Steve and Jack, where we cover all things eDiscovery and beyond. Tune in each week for a new episode featuring hot eDiscovery topics, amazing guests, and several other surprises. Let's adventure together. All right. Well, hello, everybody. Uh, this is Steve and Jack from SeaTech Data. This is uh, eDiscovery Basecamp, the SeaTech podcast. And Today I was going to um, tell you a little story from years ago, uh, not that long, nine years, ten years ago, but it involves a situation where we were allowed to um, reinvent the wheel or make a custom suit for a client. So here's what happened. We got called by another vendor that uh, we're actually, we've got a good relationship with, and they had conflicted out on a matter. Um, They were representing uh, two different parties, two different firms, and they called us and asked if we would take over the work for one of the firms. And we said yes, we were glad to do it. We first walked in and realized that they had an oversized review system uh, and over, by oversized, I mean uh, they were spending way too much money. It was way too complicated. They were allocating about 50% of the, the time of one of their young associate attorneys to supporting the system. So basically this young attorney was acting as part-time lit support analyst. Hadn't been trained in that, wasn't really qualified and probably wasn't all that interested in spending that much time (laughs) developing a skill that uh, may or may not really pay off for him in the long run. So we walked into a situation where there was a lot of tension, a lot of frustration, and a very low level of confidence in the way things were working. One of the things that they've asked us to do first and foremost was to validate uh, several document productions that they had done. Uh, we found quickly found errors in those productions, uh, cleaned them up, and uh, took care of that problem. But as soon as we had our head above water with that client, what we did was uh, we basically erased the chalkboard we, we took a look at what had been developed, what had been created, and we said, this is, there's really nothing redeemable here. There's nothing of great value here that fits this firm. It was really built for a firm uh, that, you know, would have at least a couple hundred lawyers in-house. And again, this was a small firm. They were a spinoff from another firm uh, they did do, uh, you know, they handled very complex matters, multi-party, uh, eight-figure litigation, uh, huge document cases, lots and lots of data. So they needed the f- sophistication of a decent platform. They just didn't need the ultra-complex or uh, super cumbersome uh, environment that required a lot of internal resources to operate. So we wiped the chalkboard clean. We uh, 
looked around for review systems uh, that one would come in at a much lower price. And I'll, I'll share with you a little bit of detail about the cost because I'm sure you're curious, right? Yeah, absolutely. They were spending, and keep in mind at the time, I think they had four or five attorneys. Now, granted, they're all senior guys. They've been around the block quite a few times. They're working on big, big cases. Uh, but they were spending two and a quarter every year on just software. That's 225000 That's a good chunk. That's a, that's a big chunk. And I looked at that and said, that is exorbitant. That's way too high. And, and so this is for like four, four attorneys total, not just the leadership team, or what's, what's the dynamic? How, how? Really, probably two attorneys. Okay. Uh, actively working in that environment. Wow. That's uh, the other. The others were engaged in other aspects of law that um, did not get into uh, e-discovery. Certainly not big document databases, right, and so forth. So two twenty-five for two attorneys annually. That's a. That's a. I mean, that's just a very large tool, whatever that may so be. So what do you what do you think their impression was? Uh, you know, these new guys coming in, um, we had an opinion. Right. What do you, what do you if, if you were them, what would what would you be thinking? I think that a part of me would think, well, is this just how much these things cost? I don't really know I, any better, I think that's you know? A, <laughs> I, I think that's spot on, Jack. I think they, they thought maybe they were getting fleeced, mm. but at the same time they thought, well— you know, this is the price tag that's on the shelf. I, I see it. This is what we need to pay. These are the kinds of cases we're handling. Um, we just got to suck it up. Yeah. And I and I think by spending two twenty five, they thought, you know, that's probably more than we wanted to budget for this. We don't have any money left, so we got to take one of our associates and turn him into the support guy. Uh. So he was he was spending a good chunk of his days trying to operate the system and make it work and troubleshoot and right. sitting on the phone with tech support and emailing and reading the help section. I mean, a lot of time, a lot of his time. He was technical. He had the capacity, but I don't know that he had the desire to invest that much however you slice it it was not a good use of his time right so that's the problem that we were walking into and you know what i find interesting about this is that i think some people would look at that problem and you take the 225 plus half time of this attorney and let's just you know casually say that's about a $350,000 annual spend sure yeah. You know, all things in, uh, um, all things added in on salary and benefits and so forth. That's about three fifty. That's a that's a big chunk of change. It's a that's a large chunk of change, especially like from a proportion standpoint too. For how many people are utilizing the software, 
to how big the firm is to to all that it just seems like there's a there's an imbalance somewhere <laughs> right so you can imagine the senior partner uh, who was writing the checks for all these costs being frustrated thinking there's got to be a better way right so little did he know we were the minute we saw what the problem was we were already thinking we're going to change this we have to change this this is not right hmm. this is a um, this is a navy jet fighter sold to a guy who really just needs a two engine Cessna a private plane that he can fly from Minneapolis to his cabin up in Brainerd and back <laughs> you know you don't need anything more than that i mean it would be pretty sweet though to fly a jet from minneapolis up north well it would i i think it'd be unless you're trained i think it'd be kind of scary it'd yeah. be a little daunting <laughs> yeah yeah i mean i could see Fair myself enough. getting trained in a cessna but at my age i'm not sure i'm capable of getting trained in a jet fighter <laughs> the g-force right? so that's kind of what the system was built for it mm. was built for somebody uh who was who had a ton of expertise uh, a real command of e-discovery and all the the nuances, the technical nuances and so forth. And here you got this poor associate trying to figure things out, getting buried in uh, manuals and uh, phone calls with tech support and so forth. So we did, in fact, come in with a new system. We kind of wiped, wiped the slate clean. We got, got them to... Uh, purchase a different review software that we thought was better scaled for their environment. Guess what we reduced their cost down to? I I don't know. Well, I said two twenty five was what they were spending. Yeah. So two hundred twenty five thousand a year. We uh we cut that back to twenty four thousand. No kidding. A year. That's and it and it probably was a little bit less than that, but let's just say you know that's about an eighty-nine percent drop. Right, that's in incredible. Cost. And that isn't even counting the uh, the cost of the associate, because what happened there is we re- we replaced his function. Um, and now you're probably thinking, aha, there's there's the opportunism that comes in. C Tech walks in and starts stealing a bunch of billable time from this guy and right, right. you know, it's costing costing the firm money. Well, no, it was gaining the firm a lot more money than they were losing and helping them be more profitable and everything that we were billing, it wasn't a one to one, it was more like one to four, one to five. Mm-hmm. Like we were billing less than an hour where this guy may have been spending five hours to try to sort through something. Right. And, and what's what's incredible about that is having worked in sales positions in the past, B2B, and, you know, understanding a company's, quote, needs, and then, you know, you kind of figure out what they're currently spending, and then you try to plug in your stuff that's going to, you know, be that one-to-one Opti- match. Optimize the opportunity. Right. Oh, well, well okay, it's going to be the same price, maybe even a little bit less, but it's yeah. going to be so much more valuable. You know, that's usually the shtick that you try to... Right, you do. see, you get to see how big the pie is, <laughs> right? And then you right. try to figure out, well, that pie is really big. That's that's great. Let's see how much we can get. Yeah, you get a free iPad with your demo. So, well, we didn't we didn't look at it that way. We didn't look at it as a chance to, you know, figure out how much of three hundred fifty thousand a year we could get. We right. we decided to start fresh and do it the right way. 
So 24,000 was, was the starting point. Um, everything that we build was, um, was a pass-through cost hmm. for the firm. So it was not a direct expense to them. Uh, so that, you know, that, that tangibly uh, really dropped their, their numbers significantly. And I think it was a great, great thing. So we basically went in and created a custom-made suit for that client. And like I said, that was about nine years ago. And that client is still wearing that suit today very well. And I'm, and I'm happy that they helped make that decision. It wasn't just us, but they were there to, uh, to approve and test and, and make sure things work properly. That's awesome. So here, here comes my, my, you know. Your famous follow-up. My famous follow-up question is, what is your biggest takeaway from this whole situation, this whole circumstance? Well, I would say that, Jack, we're able to make custom suits for anybody without the expensive price tag. Yeah. Well, that's, that's great. And, and one of the things that, you know, we recently did was our, with our a little kind of side tangent here, but our, our website overhaul, we added on the mm-hmm. home page, you know, there's a big stitching needle and it talks about, you know, custom fitted mm-hmm. suits. And it's, it's funny cause I was tracking the analytics for our site and we keep popping up in searches where people are literally looking for custom suits in Minneapolis. Uh-oh. So Uh-oh. we're we're on there. So there's so been we're some... getting getting uh getting thought of as a as a fine fine clothing a tailor. Fine, yeah, you know, I'm honored. Um yeah. but I just think that's that's it's kind like of Marty funny. Marty Mathis over in the North Star building. Have you ever been in that shop? I I haven't, but I've I've walked I know, by. I know it. I've met Marty, um probably the sharpest dresser you'll ever run into. Yeah. You know he's he's in Minneapolis, but he ought to be in New York because oh, he's just, just he's just so sharp, and um, you know really knows his stuff. But that is a that's a that's kind of like going to a, into a museum of clothing. It's just like wow, it's just beautiful. Yeah, this is not like anything I've seen before. Well, I don't so, want to mess with Marty's business now. No, now, and I got me well, worried. <laughs> I hope I hope we don't. I'm sorry, Marty, if we're messing with your business. No. Um, well, so the, the, how many suits have you had to tailor as a result of those? I've been, you know, I, we keep getting these requests in, these submission forms with measurements and stuff. I'm doing the best that I can. You know, oh, I usually okay. just go to, you know, Goodwill and <laughs> find a couple of close matches and ship yeah. them off. Yeah. <laughs> no, but the the whole point and all that is that is that is a, such a core discussion that we've been having as a team recently where it's just like every single situation is unique. Every single client employee whoever they may be has specific needs and wants and there's always a way to add value always a way to do it it's just Mm. putting yourself in the right shoes for that (laughs) on on who's receiving the value of that situation sure sure okay yeah that's that's my takeaway from that story well excellent well thank you very much again everybody this is steve hartwig and jack hartwig uh, from eDiscovery Basecamp. And we want to remind you to make sure that you let the people around you know that they matter. And remember to be grateful for all the things that you have. Worrying about the stuff you don't have isn't going to do you a bit of good. Have a great day and a great week. Thank have, you. Have a great week.
Thanks for tuning into this week's episode of the eDiscovery Basecamp. If you have any questions, comments, or want us to cover a certain topic, email us at info at We'll see you next week.